Hey, it's Kim here. I uh, just wanted to, before we get into the episode, just say like, um, we'd love to hear from some listeners if you have any questions and uh, maybe we'll get to them on the show. Or even if you just want to reach out to us to say hi, I know that, you know, we got some uh, new faces around, like we can see more downloads lately, but yeah, we have, honestly, it's hard to know who's, who's even listening. So if, uh, if you want to reach out, just give us, drop us a line uh, on our Twitter at work pals and um yeah we'd love to hear what you're working on or any questions you have for us and uh what what we're doing here okay well with that we'll get into the episode cheers uh shall we get into it you bet good morning kaylin morning cam happy sunday at happy 10 or 9 a.m i was gonna say the happy sunday this time but you you always get it you always get it <laughs> It'll become like a competition now, I feel. Yeah. How's uh how's it going since I saw you last yesterday? Yeah, a solid 12 hours <laughs> since I've seen you. Yeah. Pretty good. Um I we mean have lots to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, a ton. Uh pretty good except you know what? And I know everyone says it at at our age, which is like what is our age? Like around 30-ish. Mm -hmm. Like alcohol. I had two beers and I'm just like, "Oh, I do not feel like myself." So, yeah. Uh, drinking Man, water. Yeah, same actually. I only had two beers, and I woke up with like a headache, feeling like I was hungover, which is yeah. Wow, I should be honest. I had two man. beers and a bubble tea, so I don't know how that played into it, but oh, definitely, yeah. Next level with the bubble tea. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I heard some things about kind of what's what's going on with you, but I don't think really the nitty gritty details. I think I did some updates first last week, so I'm gonna throw it over to you and. Maybe you can tell me what's going on. Yeah, actually, I don't think there's a ton going on this week. Like, not of not a lot of stuff that's like happened on either side, like Beer Finder or this new project. In terms of like forward progress with Beer Finder, I'm looking to onboard potentially a new customer. Um, oh, cool. And so I just I need. We don't have their platform integrated yet their e-commerce platform. And so this, I told them like we could integrate if they commit to a paid plan for, um, you know, X like a month or something at least and, and try it out. So, so yeah, we're going to do that. So things are still, you know, slowly, but surely moving along. Cool. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. I think I mentioned last week that we had another customer join when one of them kind of churned out. Um, so we're kind of at even there and this would bring us up another level. Um, so how many total people right now? Right now it's just the two like customers, Got which it. is, yeah, still bringing in like six fifty in revenue a month. Most of okay. which is going back into ads. Um, and so if we had this next one, we'd be up more close to like 900 ish and, and the, you know, I've been thinking about this. It's like we're not putting a ton into the platform right now, but even through all this, like just putting those ads, uh, ads up and running those on like Instagram and stuff, we're still seeing a lot of new followers and a lot of new, um, yeah, like new subscribers to our email newsletter and stuff. So that's, you know, even though like the revenue goes right back into the business, it's still growing the thing. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's kind of interesting just to see this play out um, as opposed to like where a few months or uh, maybe a month ago, I was like, I don't know, maybe we should just shut this down. So, yeah, but yeah, there's definitely some work that needs to be done there too to, to keep it the promise there for our customers and make sure that we're actually, you know, delivering by like the reports that we promised. So we're pulling some analytics uh, to share back with like our premium customer. Right. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, just stuff like that, like getting email newsletters out and, and things like that. So that's kind of just something that we're, we're taking slowly, but surely. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And so in terms of the analytics and stuff that you're providing back, are you just doing like a manual pull of like specific things from Google Analytics or what does that look like? Yeah, it's stuff from mainly from Google Analytics and with custom events that we've tracked of like what are the top searches uh, this month and the past month and whatever uh, and where are most of our users coming from. So that, you know, our, you know, it's kind of in our higher packages like you'll get some details around that so that you can have a better understanding of where people are shopping online for yeah. beer and and what they're searching for so yeah i think that's i think that's like an interesting insight in and of itself beyond like uh referral traffic yeah yeah exactly and and so that was part of the like differentiation between the packages and it did seem to help um differentiate you know, in that it it makes a difference for certain breweries. Some of the breweries are not going to give to whatever is about that. You know, yeah. they're not going to care about that. Um, could, could you, though, sell those insights on its own? Like, do you think there's people who would just be interested in those insights for like a reasonable price monthly and not the advertising? So that was definitely one of the early things that we started to talk about in in this whole project is like that the data could become more valuable than the actual thing itself. Kind of like a Google Maps yeah. where it's like Maps is free to everyone, but you know, they're using your data to give like patterns of what stores you visit, how long it takes you to get around and like, you know, it's a lot of advertising really that powers Google Maps or why it's yeah. free. Um, I'm uh, I'm curious like what it what could happen if you like did like a really fancy, like nice insights report, like maybe like since the beginning of beer finder or whatever it is and email that out to all of the breweries, you know, like as like a, as like a teaser and then give people the option to subscribe to that for like a low monthly cost. Like, I'm just curious what if, yeah, if there'd be uptake on that, because it seems like just kind of trialing that by sending out like a really nice report wouldn't be that much input, you know, to like test the waters. Yeah, I think, I still think there's, you know, I think it's something um, that maybe wouldn't be worth charging for on its own at this point. But if oh, okay. it continued to grow and like we became more of a hub, then I think it would be probably uh, worth it. There are like other reports that like Ontario Alcohol Gaming Commission will like... Uh, apparently charge for like quite a bit uh, to get access to these reports. I don't, I haven't been able to confirm or actually like find the numbers, but um, right. But yeah, it seems like there is demand from some breweries on, on stuff like that. And so, but even just like right now in a way to get like 
maybe an email newsletter of breweries, you know, you could say like, this is a, a, a typical SaaS move where you're like free report when you like right. enter your email and whatever. And so it's like, you know, on the plans and pricing page, if they're not ready to like go ahead and buy, go ahead and, and buy like a plan, they can at least see some of the insights. It's obviously going to look good upon us to show some of these insights. Yeah. Um, and then, and then we have an email that we can reach out to. Do you know what drives me to frustration with those things is when I'm on one website, right? And they have multiple resources, but you always have to just like keep putting in your email and name to get the next resource. And my example right now is I've had this happen multiple times, but with course syllabi, syllabuses, syllabi, I assume, I don't know, Um, (laughs) downloading the syllabus for courses uh, and you're on one website. And I mean, they have a ton of courses and I would like to see all of the syllabi because I'm trying to weigh different courses against each other. And every single time I have to put in my name, my email and I'm like, Oh, like you already have me, you know, you already have me. Is there not a way around this? Yeah. That's Um, frustrating. Yeah. Uh, not ideal. I even just find it like, I get why they do it. I just find it annoying in general that I can't see a syllabus without putting in my information because then inevitably I have like all these people emailing me. And the reality is, is like, once I saw your syllabus, I decided it was not for me. So like now, and now you're going to keep emailing me like, ah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. I think that is where you could benefit from like having an account that you like log in. And like, if you enter your, if you are logged in, then you just show download button. instead. I had something similar that like I was on this free, um, photography or video um i don't know what you call that like i or the word is escaping me where you go you can use those photos on like your stock website. stock like stock, videos yeah, stock yeah. videos but it was like they were um rejigging this existing flow so you would have to go they had free videos that you could use but you would have to go and grab them all and then check out which made sense when i didn't have an account but then when i did have an account i would still have to go like add these all to my cart, check out for $0, enter my information again. And it was like, even though I actually had an account and was logged in. And yeah, that that can be extremely frustrating. I just never used it again after. But whereas if I could just be there and like, now that I'm logged in, download more videos. And like, obviously I don't need to add to cart to then process and stuff. So, Right. Yeah. Uh, I think... These are like legacy things that end up like remaining when people are like, let's now create a login. But like, oh, we like all those things don't make sense anymore. Um, But to them, because they're so used to doing it, they might not realize like what a frustration it is for returning or new customers. Yeah. 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 That's probably a good segue into like the next part of what I've been working on this week with the newer project is like, I've been trying to just get a really bare bones, um, example kind of like prototype working um nothing fancy at all just like the ability to yeah create an account and and like save a form create a form save a form and then host the form on your site or whatever and i'm yeah i got pretty caught up in the accounts side of things um talking about like trying to get yeah, just the user flow, which, you know, when you start worrying about this, like you have to decide which authentication library you're going to use and how do you, 
and I had to, you know, set up a database to handle that as well. And right. and then there's all these decisions and and kind of end up in decision paralysis a bit around this. But you know, I also can rip all this out before launching and at least get something together. So I, f- I found something that I am pretty happy with, like the the bones of it right now. Um, cool. yeah, on the technical side, it's like use. So far, I've been using Next.js, which is like React, but with some extras around it to make it more friendly for like having an API and also just like static rendering, kind of like Gatsby uh, right. is a, an alternative to that as well, which is typically what I've used. But I'm also taking this as an opportunity to like do some learning uh, as well in new stacks that I'm not super familiar with. So Yeah, for sure. It's moving slower than I usually would, but I'm also like getting to play around with new frameworks, see what I think about them. And so that's been fun. But yeah, it is tricky to like this, even this authentication framework is pretty opinionated about um, it's kind of like adopting best practices of like how you would log into Notion. Uh, You don't really enter an email and password. It like emails you a link, like a magic link that Mm -hmm. signs you in. Um, But that can be tricky for like for managing certain things. Like if you want to have like custom sort of flows, like um, actually this is kind of an interesting topic and is just like, you know, it's easy to just say like create an account and like on your marketing page and all this stuff and like tell them about the product. Right. But I think I have an opportunity here to do sort of like a, use the product first and then create an account. Got it. And that can become tricky with this system because you're like, okay, just make a form and then hit like publish or like create. And then if you're not logged in, it would like say like, okay, create an account and then you can publish your form. And so that makes makes it so you can actually try like the form builder experience or like building out a form before having to make an account. And we used to do this at Luka or LogoJoy where we would... Well, we tested a bunch of different ways, actually. We had, uh, you could like enter your business details and then, and then like as soon as it starts showing you logos to pick from in this logo maker tool, the make account modal would pop up. Yeah. And we tried out a few different ways. We first tried out don't show the modal, just let them go. And then only once they check out or want to save their thing that they would pay or not pay, but make an account. Yeah. Or they could skip making an account and just check out on a one-time guest purchase. Um, I think what we ended up going with, or I know what we ended up going with, I don't know if they're still using it today, was like the modal still pops up and it has kind of like a continuous guest option kind of grayed out. You know, it's not like the default. So we generally will get their email first, but people who are like, just let me see the thing. I just want to use it can click that and then sign up for account once they decide to pay. So it's kind right. of the best of both worlds. And I think there's an opportunity here to kind of give an experience of the product. And like, especially if the cell is like product focused, like it's a good experience for the user, then then that's what I want to do. But yeah, it becomes hard with this library because if it sends you out to your email, then opens in a new window. Right, 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 you right. You kind right. of lose the state that, yeah, the users in, unless you do some dancing around it. Right. So. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, 
yeah, it's definitely, it's not, it's not the same kind of natural flow where you just kind of like register in a modal or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like name and email register and maybe it sends you a link to confirm your account, right. which it would be best practice. Some, a lot of people don't even do that. So this library is following really good practices in that sense. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like that I'm following pretty closely on like their code. It's all open source. And so I like follow the document, the PRs and the issues on there. And I think they're going to give you the ability to like copy and paste that code in to the modal. Yeah. Basically. And so then you would be able to keep them in the same window. So but got it, got it. it's been a pretty cool library to work with. Like this, this type of stuff can be really challenging and it's security. Like you really want to be, I mean, careful with like user passwords and things like that. And, uh, and it also allows you to connect services like log in with GitHub, log in with Slack, log in with this. And so once I get into integration side of things, I think it will help a lot with that as well, yeah. where I'll be able to, um, quickly incorporate which most you know most businesses or most like software as a service companies nowadays need to have this integrations piece yeah. or you need to at least connect to Zapier Zapier and and then let that handle the integrations right 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 is that how is that how a lot of people do that i never knew that how, is um that they're is, connected to Zapier is that what you mean yeah yeah some of them just uh Will like because it's kind of like opening up to a whole marketplace, like yeah, as opposed to just very specific. Oh, I see, I see. Integrations. Uh, Zapier is like an API platform for. So if I want my just for listeners, like if I want when I fill out a form that I want to see that in Slack, and I also want to send an email to this account and store them in Mailchimp, my like email database, email service, yeah. then you can set up, you know, integrations. You could either do that all within my app. I could code all that, or I could connect this to Zapier, and and then give uh, the user the like certain data points, like what is uh, coming out of that data, and they can choose to hook that up to a marketplace right. of services. And likewise, other services could integrate with my application and do the same kind of thing. So right, I see. I understand what you're saying now. I think I was misinterpreting it, but yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, sorry. I, I mean, I was also just explaining for anyone listening. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, totally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. A lot of this now, I'm just like trying to get the database schema working so that I can save things and uh and figure some of that stuff out. I'm not moving super quickly on this. Uh, I've always been, you know primarily front end and so like even though I'm full stack like I you know trying to set up all this stuff from scratch with like database migrations and um, choosing the right schemas and and things like that can be kind of cumbersome and right. uh, especially like I've come into a lot of projects and integrate like just been it's already all set up and I've done a couple from scratch but every time I go back to do this stuff it's like uh a new error pops up or something. So yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a lot to choose from and consider for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It's just like that, that type of stuff uh, going on. So I expect it'll be a bit more, a bit 
bit of this for the next few weeks. Uh, we'll see if things, how things come together. I think the good part is like, regardless of this project, like the forms, or if I do end up deciding to do something else, like having this members account and being able to have like quickly spin up like a database and all this like can be now reused really easily across projects. Um, hopefully so. So at least it will cut the work off like other projects as well. Yeah, I think that that makes a world of sense. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, it sounds like there's things going on. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. In both kind of worlds. Um, What's going on with you? Yeah. So I think also uh, probably a bit of a light week in terms of updates, but um, kind of the, the couple areas that I've been talking about recently. So I'll start with, um, I don't know, uh, development stuff. So I mentioned to you yesterday, but obviously not to anyone listening. Um, so I decided to take uh, a JavaScript course through Juno College, which is where I did kind of the intro to web dev course. So I mentioned before that I've been doing kind of a West Boss course on the side, and I have still been like doing that. I just think uh, slower than I probably could. And I think I, I definitely recognize for me as a person that I, I tend to do better with like some form of accountability, um, especially in class learning with an instructor and projects and things like that. So um, luckily we have kind of like a professional development fund at work. So that will cover that course. And so that's going to start towards the end of August. And yeah, I'm super excited about it um, just to kind of continue with the learning um, part-time, but also to have it in a more structured environment. I think I find the same thing with Spanish. Like I really appreciate having a teacher, um, someone who's like very knowledgeable that I can ask questions of and that, you know, keeps me on track with learning. So just having um, it in the calendar too, for me is so key. Cause like, I've been like that with Spanish too. And, and where you're just like, yeah, we need to just put this in every X day of the week. And then it kind of helps you like allocate that time. But if I do that myself, even like I just put a calendar event, I'm easy to ignore. It's almost yes. got to be the social accountability of, <laughs> of paying someone to, to help you with it. Yeah. I think there's like, there's huge benefits to it. And it's just, I don't know, uh, understanding over time how you learn and what works best for you. And I think also just kind of during this, you know, whole COVID time, although things are opening up, there's still like a lot more, staying at home for sure. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to just like have kind of some more things in the calendar, some more hobbies and activities and things like that, just to mix it up because I'm definitely getting very bored with kind of the same old, same old. So um, yeah, so hopefully that will mix it up. Oh, the other fun thing that I started is an art course, um, which is like a beginner drawing course for like, kind of like filling out your first sketchbook and it's in Spanish. So there are English, there's English. And it was just totally by chance. I like kept getting advertised for this course and it's by this guy (laughs) named Puno and he's from Medellin. And so the whole course is in Spanish, but there's English subtitles and it's actually been super, yeah, interesting to, to have kind of both. Like it's this, it's pretty simple Spanish. So like you can understand a lot of it. Um, do you and, get like do you think you got advertised this course because like separate of your Spanish like do you think it's because they're like targeting Spanish speaking people or like if your uh, your phone is set to Spanish or like I don't uh, know I google a lot of random things that I don't follow through with and I'm sure art classes were in there at some point so like I'm not really certain but um 
Yeah, I just like kind of wanted more of a creative outlet. I, I always love like kind of like building things and doing things with my hands. I really like crafts and sewing and things like that. So um, I have like a a large sketchbook that was gifted to me that I really want to like make some some progress on. So yeah, anyways, I'm doing that. That's um, cool. Yeah. I used to love drawing and I, you know, every now and then when I'm like in my notebook, I'll like sketch or doodle something, but I just... I'm so bad at it now. But, you know, the first step to getting better at something is to suck at something. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think like this know. course is kind of interesting because it doesn't really focus on any type of like realism or like, you know, drawing realistically. It's a lot about just like, I don't know, how do you represent different things in, in artistic ways? And they go through a lot of different mediums. So some of it's like, some of it's like sketching, some of it's collage, some of it's painting. Um, so yeah, I'm just like interested to kind of play around. But at this point, I think I'm very open to anything. I also am constantly being advertised uh, dance platforms online for like learning to dance. And I've like <laughs> feel very convinced that I should learn to dance now. Um, so like I'm open. So if anyone has any suggestions, like, yeah, hit me up because uh, I am very open right now. I think like... Uh, both of us have, you know, <laughs> Venezuelan partners and it feels like they're just born dancing because like they are just so, you know, it's like in the culture. And like, I remember when I went to Colombia uh, a few years ago and I was in a nightclub and it was like typical, you know, whatever music, top 40 stuff. And at a certain point in the night, it just all turned to like salsa. Yeah. And, and, then you realize who is a tourist and who is local. Oh yeah. Because everyone is just starts going like wild with dance moves. And then, you know, I'm just kind of like, but it, it was a fun night. Like people yeah. started teaching us how to do it and everything. But like, I, yeah, dancing, I, remember I got like, two left feet. So. Yeah. I did a lesson while I was there and my friend who I was there with, she has danced her whole life. So she definitely like, you know, could, could pick it up and she did lessons for the entirety of our, 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 our time there. And I didn't really make it past lesson one because it was so overwhelming to me. And I remember uh, like so many things around dance, like going. And then that night we just so happened, like these people invited us out to this like club and they were mostly Colombians. And so this, this guy wanted to dance and he like literally was like, you're like a little robot. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so <laughs> horrible. I can't do this. And then it was like top 40. So like you could just dance however you want. And he's like, oh, I didn't expect you'd be able to like dance like this because you can't, you know, do salsa, but like you seem fine here. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I definitely can't salsa. So, um, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but our Spanish teacher, Julio, he's like an amazing salsa dancer. Like so great he teaches people i didn't and, know that i'm not surprised like yeah again yeah and he will be like the type of person that like he goes and, and like he's part of these groups of people that like they go to the club like every single night to dance like these salsa clubs um and like not to party or drink like they just dance and we, yeah yeah we went a couple times and like mostly I watched because I just can't, you know, I get so stressed and nervous about this stuff and these people are amazing. But also we like went into the, the jungle at some point and Julio did these, these dance lessons, like these dance lesson nights, I guess. And they were fun. Like, yeah, I, I have some videos. I still look like a robot, but it was fun. I didn't even, I don't know. I probably knew this at one point, but I didn't even realize that you knew Julio from like in person oh right oh oh right yeah i do <laughs> yeah like i always i uh, 
I don't know why. I just thought you were connected through someone or like, I'm sure you told me this before, but like since actually getting to know our Spanish teacher, Julio, like I guess I've forgotten all that, but yeah, you guys actually met while you were in Colombia as well. right? Yeah. So he yeah. like, he was my Spanish teacher there. And so he huh. came to our house twice a week and we did like two hours twice a week. And um, yeah, that's, that's how, that's how we met. But yeah, he was introduced through somebody that we used to work with who I guess also met him in Medellin. Right, right. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I would like to have a beer with with that guy one day. Yeah, I, I hope that we can all reunite. I I know he had big plans of doing kind of like a North American Canadian tour this year, but uh, COVID. So yeah, that's there's that. Fair. Um, so hopefully yeah. in the future. But um, yeah. So uh, what? So I'm kind of off on a tangent now. But yeah, sorry, um, that was probably my fault. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, and then so in addition to that, so. Uh, been working with my mom on tea business stuff. The tea business does have a name. It's it's had a name since before we started working together. So in <laughs> case anyone is curious, it's called yarrow, which is an herb that my mom is quite taken with. It's very beautiful. Uh, hmm. Maybe it's a flower. Maybe it's an herb. Again, not the expert here, but it's called yarrow. Is it a root? Uh, it's not a root. I mean, okay. it, I'm sure it has roots, but there are flowers <laughs> involved also. Um, <laughs> What's a root that I'm thinking of? That, anyway, this is also G- ginseng. I don't know, yeah, but okay. that's a Carry root. On. Yeah. Um, but it also has flowers. Anyways, learning <laughs> as I go. Um, so we've been uh, so this week primarily like we my mom has been working on kind of like pricing out a bunch of different herbs from different sources that she gets them from just so that like we can start conceptualizing like what is the actual cost of the teas plus like packaging and shipping and all just to get a general idea of like where you would set price points for this kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, I think that's been fun. I gave her kind of like a intro Excel lesson and she really, really ran with that. So yesterday she was deep in YouTube videos, putting all this together. And that's always like nice to see. Cause I also love that kind of stuff. Um, it's funny when you realize that you're just like your parents yes, and yeah. you never, ex- and, and when they're just like you later, yes. you know, yeah. like, Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you introduce them to something and they're just like, Oh yeah. And you're like, Oh, I guess. Yeah. It makes sense. You would like this. So. Yeah. I remember one time I taught her how to use Airtable, and she, she created this massive database of like all of these herbs and they're like healing <laughs> properties and like, I don't know where you find them and what, what they are contraindicated with and like photos of all of them. So this is just like a super helpful database that just exists for her, you know, anyways, so she yeah. runs with these things is the point. Um, and then uh, in addition to that, like I kind of mentioned last time we were like, doing some kind of like mood boarding stuff. I'm just trying to figure out like aesthetic for social media. So we have kind of like a, a collection of what we both think. And I think we'll, we'll meet somewhere in the middle, but probably more towards whatever, what it is that she's inclined because you know, I I just think that makes more sense. And I tend to like things that are more cold and black and white. And you know, that's not always everybody's (laughs) cup of tea. Cup of tea. That's funny. (laughs) But then also I was like, you know, I've been like doing some research on product. There's so many things to do right on product photography. And so I was kind of like messing around. Like I made some of her tea that I have here and like took some cool photos of that. And it was like a lot of messing around and like holding lights in certain 
ways and like all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. So are you going to end up buying one of those little like white boxes that you put in? Uh, <laughs> so it's bi- it's it's in my cart cam, but you know, I have some certain, <laughs> I, have, I have Amazon cart policies where things need to sit there for a little while before yeah, I buy them. I was going to say, just because it's in your cart, that that yeah. doesn't prove anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a step, but um, I use my cart as like a to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> the potentials. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, my phone is quite old and not great. So it's not like in terms of phone photography goes, it's really not spectacular. Um, but Diego, but not, your partner has. A yeah, exactly. So phone. there's more than one phone in the house. And I mean, he also has a, he also has a GoPro, which I guess I could also use for things like this. Um, I know it's more meant for video, but I think you can kind of like extract images as well. Um, From my experience, like the phone that, he has and that Gabby has uh, like the pictures come out really well. It's probably just you just need enough light and, yeah. and then you're going to like probably more than sufficient for what you need. Yeah, Obviously, that's like, a, you know, a photog- photographer listening to this will be like, you know, <laughs> you need all the gear or whatever. But like, I think for just getting started, you definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But And I, yeah, there, I feel like I have a lot of things to learn and figure out right now. And I think I want That's the photos cool. to look good, but I'm definitely not going to like, uh, I'm not out to buy like a fancy camera or anything like that. My mom actually has like some nice cameras at home too. So like that's, that's all fine and well, or a nice camera, I should say. Um, and then I think the last thing is I, I just started like messing around with, with Shopify and getting that set up and just trying to understand how it all works. And I'm quite impressed. Like it's very easy to use. I think, um, there's like, then there, I'm still trying to figure out how kind of like all the like shipping costs and calculations and all those things kind of work out. And then I know there's like different add-ons. I had mentioned before the idea of doing like a subscription. And so it seems like in order to do things like that, you'd likely need to purchase an add-on, which would kind of manage um, recurring orders and charges and that kind of stuff. So I'm just trying to learn about how all those things piece together. Um, But I think like the immediate true priority is um, figuring out like what the next like month or month and a half would look like on social media in terms of like what type of content we want to put out and photos we need to take. Um, And then doing some of the store stuff in parallel, but that I think the social media is the priority right now. Yeah. Like building out content and then, yeah, that's, you know, it helps you to not launch with nothing. Yeah. Right. And I'm not like, I'm not super, uh, I'm not super obsessed with the idea of like, this needs to be live in two months or whatever it is. Like I have time and space and like nobody's, nobody's well being or like, you know, like financial health is like relying on this. Like it's, mm-hmm. a, it, so I think that there's, there's no harm in working on the social media stuff first and then kind of transitioning towards um, also doing the store stuff. And I think like, even as I think about it out loud, I'm like, I don't think that like a couple months prior to Christmas would be the worst time to launch something like this. Um, Probably the best time. Yeah, exactly. So I think I like just that- put a thing in my calendar yesterday. No, this yeah. morning. Yeah. Sorry for another tangent. But actually, this is yesterday. We were talking about how I canceled my audible or I had to cancel that. I canceled that today. And then it was like, do you want three months at like 50% off? I was like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. And then I scheduled something in my calendar for three months from now. Yeah. And it's November 9th. And then I'm like, oh my God, in three months, it's November. Like it's yeah. the end of the year. Um, back to you. <laughs> no, just like I agree with you. This, this, I, summer, did it exist? I don't know. I have no idea if summer has TBD. existed or not. We'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like I just, it's August 9th, 10th today. What's the, yeah, I just, what a year, what a year. Uh, August 9th. Okay, cool. Uh, This, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was an unexpected summer for all. I did not, yeah, everything is different. Yeah. um, Yeah, Um, but I think those are kind of like the core things for me. I don't have anything super, super big to report in terms of like day job stuff right now. Like there are, there is stuff going on, but I think um, I'll save it for now. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know, that, that's kind of the whole thing with this, like weekly updates, like <laughs> it's easy to feel the need to like have something massive to report on. But also like, especially now that it's summer, we should be enjoying life a bit and like, yeah. And I've been doing that too, like outside of just the work stuff, like, you know, probably I'm moving a bit slower because like on, you know, Wednesday I went to go skateboard for the afternoon and like yeah. stuff like that, that I can you know, trying to remember to take advantage of this whole reason why I'm like, I have this independence of being a contractor freelancer is like, I can just do what I want when I want. And like, you know, if, uh, if I have the ability to go like screw off because it's a nice day, like going to go and do that. And, uh, it's nice when I remember to find that balance a bit more. Yeah. I like, I, I love that for you. And I think I, I, I like, I always get my energy in weird bursts and it doesn't always align super well with work days. I, I honestly have so much energy to work in the evenings. Um, and so I've always struggled with that. And I, 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 I visualize a future where I can work when I, uh, I have those like creative bursts and that, that like motivation because I, I get it often just like not always in the hours of the day that would be beneficial for me. So um, yeah. A, we're in I a like machine, man. We're in a freaking machine. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> That's yeah. a whole separate subject. I mean, with that being said, like I think that my workplace, like, is th- they're they're actually quite flexible with hours. So if you like are a- if you're able to make like all your meetings and stuff work, and you wanted to shift to work from like I don't know ten to whenever and like three to whenever, nobody really like it's not a it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't set that up for myself, so I'm still just kind of on the like nine to five situation. Yeah, there's also part of the freedom aspect that like is hard to stick to a, a schedule when you don't have it. And and that part, like I've been having to like come closer back to like go to bed at this time, wake up at this time so that I'm just all around. It, it makes me feel better when I do things like yeah. that uh, versus like, you know, stay up too late coding and then wake up the next day at like 11 a.m. and then like yeah. do stuff. It, it It throws me off for like, you know, uh, the whole week basically. So yeah, I, that's yeah. fair. I'm, I'm, I'm particularly bad for letting weekends mess up my sleeping schedule. So I, I have no tips or tricks for anyone listening is basically my, my thought on that. Yeah. Same. I, uh, yeah, yesterday went to bed late. <laughs> so, yeah. Last yeah, night. The weekends get me. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I just couldn't fall asleep right away when I got home. So yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's kind of wraps it up for me. I'm about to head on like a 50, 60 kilometer bike ride now to Port Union, Port Union in the yeah, East that's End. Awesome. That's kind of my and day it's ahead. A beauty day for it. Yeah, I don't I'm know excited if it's to get hot outside. or not, but it probably is. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I also have no idea. So TBD. Well, have fun. That was a awesome. uh, good chat. Yeah. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.